everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Make money while you sleep or work till you die. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? I am oh so good. Good. Mostly because of the nitro light and sweet cream ale that Ooh. this guy that I know dropped off in my office. Who's that guy? You. I didn't buy I didn't get you that. Really? Nope. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, you did. Definitely. I didn't not. buy this. You definitely did, because it wasn't well, then, me. Then some awkward <laughs> Italians are breaking into my office. First and of all, I would here. never, I would never bring you a cream ale. Really? Yeah, if we could get any more basic than a cream ale, it's I thought Carton Brewing was like kind of your no. jam. Carton, no, I mean they're in, they're in New Jersey. They're good. D- drink off the beaten craft. No. Oh God! Come on. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't know. Maybe I bought it. I don't remember this at it. all. <laughs> I, I I don't get Carton here in uh in Colorado. That's definitely a New mm. Jersey company. I thought when you came here, you like go to these breweries, get all this beer. Yeah. No. Anyways, Sorry, bud. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a beer called Steezy from Outer Range. It's double dry hop Steezy, and it's made with Mosaic and Nelson. And this, my friend, is a banger. This is my favorite beer of 2019. And I bought two four packs of it. So I'm, 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 this is my first of the two four packs. I actually went to the brewery on Sunday and had one of these bad boys. Mm. So this is all the way up in Frisco, uh, Colorado, near Breckenridge. So it was a little bit of a two hour drive. But they all sound like foreign countries. Yeah, today. it's fine. And like, oh, just really close. It's in Frisco. Yeah. It sounds far. <laughs> it, it, it's two hours, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's my favorite brewery in the country. Mm. So. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our catchphrase person, the person who sent in today's catchphrase, make money while you sleep or work till you die. That is from Adam. Thank you very much, Adam, for that catchphrase. Okay. So we got a question from a listener, Andres, Mm -hmm. uh, about franchise opportunities as a business. So from my understanding, um, and I have a very limited understanding of franchises, but Basically, there are some companies out there, like Subway, for example, mm-hmm. who uh, offer, you know, like, it's not the same guy or the same gal who owns, like, every Subway in the world. It's a company that owns it, and then they sell off the franchises, and you can buy one or multiple stores, and you like run Like the McDonald's them. or Dunkin' Donuts that you know aren't most likely owned by McDonald's or Dunkin Well they Donuts. well right they're sold and but then you have to like abide by the rules of the fr- of the of the company to mm. to run that business. So, and so to yeah. be clear, yeah, that's So what Andre specifically want to know are are franchises worth looking into? Is it worth it to invest in a known brand like McDonald's, Dunkin, etc. or start with a more like no name one? And like where do you go to find all this information? All right. So, well, so he doesn't mean invest in McDonald's as a stock. No, he means like invest in a physical franchise location, whether be- through himself or I guess a friend. And I would imagine that a franchise is probably similar in the way that it it requires a lot of capital to start. Mm. And unlike say a rental property, uh it you actually have to fucking run it. Like like hardcore. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so yeah, I guess the question is, the first question is, are franchises worth looking into? So, well, I mean, it was worth me at least looking into it. So, yeah. I, so I did a bunch of research, uh, learned quite a bit. Um, I And one of the things that 
kind of got as like a vibe as I went through everything online and just all the writings on it is uh, people see franchises as like the most clear path to owning a business and being super wealthy. And, it. It, and a lot of it kind of smacks of like a get rich quickish type thing. Ooh, Not yeah. really focused on well, they're the selling. Or, well, that's the thing. Like these companies, like McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, Subway. Like mm. their job is to sell franchises to people. Right? Oh, for sure. That's yeah, actually so, how they make money. Right. So it's just like it, they're they're doing hard sales. So you're you're that's what you're looking into. That's what you're reading. Are these hard sales pitches, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then even the the sites that cover them kind of uh, yeah. have this vibe. And so to be clear on what a franchise is, is say, take like McDonald's or Dunkin' Donuts. Mm -hmm. You will pay them a fee. They will send you a ton of materials, processes, basically spell out exactly how to run one of these businesses as they would or as their best one of those locations, do. Right. Right. Yeah. They, and then they they have a stake in your success. So it's kind of like a, in a way, like a turnkey business. You yeah. buy into this thing, and then everyone knows you're Dunkin' Donuts, so they just go there. Everything's easy peasy, and you're just, you know, supposedly super rich. Right. It's like, so you, you already have your, all your processes, how to hire people, what they wear, you know, how to, how to dress the building up. Marketing you know. is done for you. Yeah. Marketing's done for you. Uh, like, probably... Sourcing the product is done. All that's, you know, it's, yeah, you're right. Turnkey business, I guess, is the way to put it, mm. right? And if you want to start, if you're like, ah, oh, what's, I want to start a, a a hoagie shop, you know, in, in South Jersey. It's like, or I could buy a Subway. Or Jersey Mike Subs. Or Jersey or, Mike you know, Subs, yeah. Like any of these things, like Planet Fitness, franchise. Really? Uh, Jazzercise franchise like wow. it turns out i was actually shocked Mo i feel like almost well, laura and i were like going through these lists uh -huh. and just kind of the businesses in hoboken like such a massive majority of the business in hoboken are franchises even the things like there's a mathnasium where kids can go oh, and learn. yeah that's a franchise it's just wow. right the office directly next to me is this uh, weird thing? It's it's called like bricks for kids with a Z, and like kids go in and play with Legos. It's a franchise, hmm. like so lots and lots of franchises. You probably don't even know, right? So it doesn't always have to do with food, right? We just like, mentioned three food companies. It's the big one, but there's like fitness, retail, yeah. yada yada yada. Yeah, I mean, I knew a guy that I um, that was in our hometown that uh, owned, I think, like ten or fifteen McDonald's. Wow. You know, and I, I I was like, how is that even? I thought Ronald McDonald owned McDonald's. How is he? <laughs> how is he? How was he doing this? But yeah, he and, was like, I don't I don't know how, you know, part of what it is. It's like it, it, it kind of feels like it's very easy. But I wonder I've I've also heard of of guys. I mean, uh, specifically one who like, yeah, struggled with a franchise. And I'm imagining that that happens a lot, especially like when you have no control over when Subway's like, guess what? No more five dollar footlongs. You're like, but that was our whole business. And then you know you're kind of at the mercy of the of the parent company. And if they change their policies or their marketing strategy, you have you, to, yeah, you have to abide. And you as a business owner could lose your business based on a decision you didn't make. And you're not on the board either. And interestingly, just as like a face value number, because you said this guy has twelve McDonald's, something like that. 
the initial investment to open a McDonald's is between one point two six and two point two three million dollars. Just, just you have to have that much capital to open one. And when it when after it's open, you have to have uh, liquid cash on hand of five hundred thousand dollars, as of the hoops you have to jump through <sighs> to even open a McDonald's. You know, the most aspirational business in America to own. Okay, so but anyways, yeah, I mean. The only other question I have is, can you get a loan for a franchise? Yes. So uh, the SBA loans, Small Business Association loans, yeah. um, it's the most typical way that people would do this. And interestingly, they also have a lot of information on failed franchises because these franchises <laughs> right. are getting loans from them. Yeah. Um, so uh, took some time. Yesterday, dug into franchises. Uh, we're going to compare two different franchises. The super popular one, the Ooh. the supposedly most profitable one, one that Laura and I think that we might want to run. Really? Uh, I mean, if if we were to run one, I was going to say I was hoping that this like I saw this come up, you know, and what mm. the the topics that we're going to talk about, and I'm like, oh damn it, Andrew's going to research this and he's going to start a franchising business. <laughs> no way. I all mean, right. only because I like to do it freshy myself. But interestingly, sure. there are all these people that are doing these things. I, and I'll tell you all about it. But there is a guy who makes over $2 billion a year just owning franchises. And he has a very specific strategy. So we're going to talk about the franchises and then how this guy is killing it. All right. You want to take a break? Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and we'll get into it right after this. All right. Give me the who's this guy? Tell me about this person. Okay, so so I kind of want to like you know leave his strategy for the end, but this guy, uh, his name is Greg Flynn, and he owns one thousand two hundred forty five restaurant oh based franchises. Do we know which ones? Um, a lot of Arby's, a lot of Applebee's, um, and I forget the other one. He was it's really concentrated in three. Yeah. It almost like he has to have a business to run these businesses. Like he has a parent. Oh, he company. does. Yeah, it, okay. it, literally a business on top of it. Right. His whole structure and the way that he thinks about it. And um, he is called uh, <laughs> the Warren Buffett of franchises. Okay. And so we'll get it. We'll get into like why I thought it was interesting. Okay, but I want to start with um, uh, this like study. Okay, um, kind of just like dug around online on franchises. Um, this guy, Dr. Timothy Bates, he's a professor at Wayne State University, yeah. found that the franchise failure rate actually exceeded 30%. So 30% so 30% of franchises are failing, and that franchise has made lower profits than independent entrepreneurs. His study also found that the average capital investment of franchises was $500,000, which is totally in line with the research I've been doing, compared yeah. to $100,000. Uh, independent entrepreneurs. Out right. There. That makes sense. And, and, and I think mainly because there are a certain type of uh, franchising company, you mm -hmm. know, versus when you're an independent entrepreneur, you could start kind of, you could start a service business. You could start any kind of business. So there is like some, I think the average works out in the indie entrepreneur entrepreneur's favor where you could start an online business for, you know, $5,000 or mm -hmm. less, or you could start a, brick and mortar pool store for, you know, $500,000. So of feel which like I saw franchises, pool stores, you know, cleaning things. Yeah, so Leslie's, I, would say I believe, is a, a franchise. Yeah. Most like types of physical 
businesses have a franchise thing. Right, right. So so it's there. Um, when they're big, when they're nationwide, when you see them all over right. the place. Yeah. You know, and like there's this one because we're talking about franchises and like Laura went to this gym. It's called the bar method. And it's like bar, which is, I guess, a type of gym thing. Um, it turns out they only have 160 some odd locations. So most people probably don't know about them, you know, but a franchise. Yeah. Um, so top failing franchises, Quiznos. Which, you know, <laughs> Dude, I right. loved Quiznos, man. <laughs> I loved I, it. I did too. What, Toasted when I, subs, mmm, toasty. That was okay. <laughs> I, dude, that was, I loved quiz. That was me... that was too much. All right. <laughs> um, Coldstone Creamery, Matco Tools, top failure franchises. So I guess they have the highest failure rate. Ah, you know, not that they all fail, like because we were actually looking. Laura, like Blimpy is on this list, and Laura's <laughs> like, "Well, Blimpy's out of business," and so I was like, "Blimpy near me," and there's like all these Blimpies. Really? So hey. Yeah. Um, but they're on a top failure and then Huntington Learning Center. And oh, there was yeah. really interesting stuff with learning centers because I was like, you know, I like teaching people. Maybe I'll do a teaching one. Those have the most messed up structures. Um, wow. It's hard to, oh. it's like schools. It's hard to like curriculum out a thing. Mm. It's like hard to process that because it's so nuanced. And, you know, kind of what I learned in this is that if you're not one to do the math, then you will get screwed by franchises because you really have to do the math and know right. your numbers. Um, so on average, franchise owners, so these are the people that outlaid this massive amount of money to set up the Applebee's or the this or the that. Sure. Um, they, they had to pay a franchise fee. Uh, on average, they earn $60,000 a year. I've heard that same statistic. On its face is not bad you know in terms of you know the u.s household yeah, average the amount of work and the stress of w- and Ugh. risk and of risk. you putting up such an amount of capital yeah and i think what people don't realize is that uh, it's like i want to be my own boss and it's kind of like actually you don't want to be your own boss because when you do when you're sick and you don't go to work you're screwing yourself yeah, but aren't you not your own boss when as soon as you buy a franchise because your boss is really Ronald McDonald? Well, no, I mean, you're you're both your boss and not your own boss, right? Like right. You can't dictate what happens in your business exactly. Yeah. You can't run a sale. You right. can't run a special sale. You could be closed all week if you want. I mean, you're the boss of the location. I you wouldn't make any money. I, and so it's I, this yeah. weird dance. Um, But the highest paid franchise owners uh, work for Dunkin' Donuts, which I thought That's was interesting. very interesting. Yeah. Um. And the best performing ones earn about one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars a year, which is good. Yeah, it's good, but that risk up front, man, because you can earn one hundred twenty-four thousand dollars with by just like risking two pieces of uh, printed paper as a resume. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, uh, just, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, that that, and- that feels like it doesn't. This feels like you want to go open up one franchise. Fine, you're really not going to make money until you open up like. 10 plus franchises and i, I would say when now, we get now to this let, later, me, let me ask this mm-hmm. well hold on like huh. that that specific number right is that that hundred and twenty four thousand dollars a year of the t- the best performing you know dunkin donuts franchises do they only own one so was not clear was this not, is okay. like owner salaries essentially interesting so like, we don't know if they just owned one location or four locations for example right because imagine owning four Dunkin' Donuts locations and you're only doing one hundred twenty four thousand dollars a year. That doesn't feel very much like the dream, does it? Interestingly, so did some research on coffee shops because uh-huh. I was just curious in the Dunkin' Donuts numbers. The average coffee shop, independent coffee shop, 
has a profit margin of 2.5%. That is crap. And the best Why? performing independence coffee shops that do not roast the beans themselves are maybe pushing a 10% profit margin. Why is that? Just you know? because of the, the cost of goods and labor yeah. and, and rent. And, and it's a very low cost, high volume business. So not a very profitable business mm. in general. So let's say at the top end, they're having a 10% profit margin. Yeah. These franchises make their money by charging you, the owner, a royalty fee for keeping the name Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's on the door every year. Yeah. And it's a percentage of top line revenue. So if you're in $100,000, it's a percentage of that top number, and they tend to be between 5 and 9%. Dunkin' Donuts specifically is 5.9%, which means that if you have a killer, outperforming, independent coffee shop that happened to be named Dunkin' Donuts, 60% of the profit is going to the people who made the logo, not <laughs> you. Well, who, yeah, who developed the business model. Yes. Right, and sell it. Exactly. So, all right, give me, give me, do you have more information on Dunkin' Donuts? It seems like you do. So, uh, the net worth requirements, it's on the lower end. You have to have between two hundred fifty dollars and $500,000 in Whoa, net wait, worth. Wait, part of the requirement of even having a franchise is you, as a human being, have to mm. have a net worth of above $250,000. All of them have this because- uh, So, they I, kind can't of, have, I can't have a franchise. They won't no. give it to me. Because wow. uh, they live and die by their success rate, and the best way to make sure that you're successful is that you keep shoveling your hard-earned cash back into their franchise business. Got it. Um, meanwhile, just to be clear again, this royalty fee that's on top-line revenue says nothing on profit. This comes before profit. So yeah. you, they get their fee, and you lose money. Well, <laughs> right. you got to drain your net worth, and Dunkin' Ooh. Donuts doesn't lose oh, a dollar. Oh, so that's why. Got it. Um, that's basically a that's basically like a, a contingency number. I mean, look, they, yeah, and, and a lot of these people haven't run businesses before, and so sure. it's all kind of like you have Ugh, to manage God. employees, and you're not necessarily going to get the highest caliber. Yeah, you know, depending how little you pay. But okay. anyways, so fine, you have to have all this net worth, um, just for the joy of getting the processes and the ability to use the Dunkin' Donuts logo, you're going to pay between $40,000 and $90,000. And that's just like a one-time fee that you shoot off into the nether to, to never see again. Okay. Um, that, get, that gets you the franchise, basically. That gets right? you the franchise. But you still need to uh, get uh, a place to rent uh, mm -hmm. to run your Dunkin' Donuts. You have to buy all this like uh, machinery. Um, I don't know if you need like pens. Uh, oh really? So they potential make potential business all that licenses. Too. Yeah, and you have to pay for all of this yourself. Working capital to pay your employees before you make a oh, profit. Oh, so that's not that's not part of the franchise fee. No. So this is the initial uh, investment, and they give you expectations. And so you've paid Dunkin' Donuts yeah. between forty and ninety thousand dollars for the joy of the chance of paying them more money, and <laughs> then the initial investment typically is between four hundred thousand and one point six million to just start. Okay, I I'm I'm just curious. Um, who are these people that are sitting on a you know three hundred thousand dollar net worth with about an extra, let's just say, split it down the middle, eight hundred thousand dollars in a small business loan, right? Yeah. So 
I would say a lot of them, and I, I don't know for sure, but I'd say a lot of them are, are loan-based sure. launches. Yep. And they're, they're probably people that are- Put their you house know, up. Yeah, put their house up, maybe like 40-ish. Okay. You know, they've All worked right. a little bit. They're like, I want to be my own boss now. I want to be a business owner. Okay. All right. I get that. I get where you are. Feels. I feels. I get it. So granted, uh, you have the best chance statistically of making money with Dunkin' Donuts or, or the most money. It's a really hard business. And the numbers, I believe, are not stacked in your favor, okay. especially when it comes to like risk. Okay. So um, I spent far more hours than I really should have sifting through all franchises. And I was like, one, if I was to do it, I wouldn't want to do a food one. Could you imagine smelling like McDonald's every day for the rest of your life? Yeah, it'd be great. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> no. if, I had, if I had a Papa John's, I wouldn't even, I would hate pizza. I wouldn't be able to do it. I love pizza. Uh, well, all right, come on. Let's, well, all right, hold on a second. It can't be something that I love. It'll ruin it. <sighs> what would you, what franchise, if it was food based, would you be like, you know what? I'd eat that every day. <laughs> Auntie Anne's. Wow. Good. I wow. love those pretzels. I seek those places out. Holy shit. That's a, that's the best answer. You win. You win, <laughs> you win my, you win my contest. I would be 8,000 pounds <laughs> think, yeah, that within is the a, first year of operation. Wow, I didn't but. even think of that, like a Cinnabon or something. Yeah, okay, cool. Mm. Any ends. All oh, right. God, Cinnabon, dude. I would, just, <laughs> Forget it. I would be the diabetes meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So, got it. So, all right. So, you, you, you're not going to pick food. Right, not going to pick food and was trying to find something that, like, might not destroy people's lives. Okay, like, so what if what so, if my money was earned not killing people? All right, so you had a bunch of criteria in picking Andrew's favorite franchise. That, that was really broadly the main thing, and then <laughs> not had, killing people, <laughs> not killing people, and the numbers had to marginally make sense. Yeah, and this is coming from somebody who's built a calculator, a very robust calculator on and evaluating evaluating rental properties so yes you know do we do we create the next uh, franchise calculator <laughs> is that it's part of it be a sad one no one will be able to afford to pay for it we're all going bankrupt <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um i picked anytime fitness and there are a million fitness is that ones. a 24 hour fitness gym yes okay and members have a, a card that they can beep yeah. in and that's a whole, so smart right right um I like Planet Fitness personally, but yeah. I can't, based on the numbers, I can't imagine that working not in a major metropolitan area because mm. acquiring customers at $10 a month, like, damn, Oof. you need a lot of customers. Yeah, right. Like where my parents live, that small town, there wouldn't be enough people in the total town to support the business if right. everyone was a member. You'd be putting flyers in mailboxes every other day. <laughs> That's right. I'm like, come <laughs> fly in from Idaho. Our it's, gym's only $10 a month. Right. Now nine ninety five. <laughs> So anytime fitness, you need a net worth of three hundred thousand. Okay. A franchise fee is between twenty one and forty two and a half thousand. Cheaper than Dunkin' Donuts. Um, initial right, cheaper. The initial investment is uh, between seventy six and a half thousand and also like five hundred and twenty thousand. But what I found really appealing about the anytime fitness is that it was one of maybe three that I saw that their royalty fee was not a percentage, so it wasn't Flat. like. Five percent of earnings, and so when I kill it, they kill yeah. it. Their royalty fee is between four hundred and fifty and seven hundred dollars. So on the top end, yeah, you can you don't need that many subscribers. And Anytime Fitness is about like thirty dollars a month. You don't need that many subscribers to actually make money. 
And then if you could be in a, a good area with a good location, there's there's potential for a big upside. Do, is there anybody that works 24 hours at Anytime Fitness? Uh, so they have the whole, to, right? In the description of the thing, there, there wouldn't be staff there. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess there could be, but the whole thing is that there's not anyone to check you in or yeah you, you kind of like unlock the door yourself in a sense right but i'm just i could think a lot a lot could go wrong like what if somebody gets hurt mm. you must sign waivers where there's like yeah. a camera they see who's buzzing you in and i guess like oh i lost my key fob and uh a bunch of kids went and burnt down the anytime fitness well sir <laughs> you're liable for right. the entire thing right interesting all right so that's what you would pick that's what I would pick. You know, people could like better themselves, although no gonna, one really goes to the gym. So well, that's the best, the best. This, now's the time to start it, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. What better business to open than one that people pay for and never attend? Right. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> so what, uh, are you going to do it? No, oh, definitely okay. not. Right. It, it just, it just seems like, uh, high risk, low reward. Yeah. You and I each earn multiples on, but my- that is coming from two people who own, you know, semi, you know, we earn more than the, uh, the Dunkin' Donuts, you know, owner. Yes. So but we it, also decided the businesses that we wanted to run. Yeah. And it took us many, 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 many years to get there, but mm. very low capital, but high risk in the sense that our time, you know? Mm. Okay. So like if you invested $1.6 million into building an online business and you weren't killing it. Yeah. I mean, I hope you would have found out before you spent 200,000. Yeah. But anyway, <sighs> anyways. All right. So, but there is a guy who did it. Um, and it like literally is killing it. All right. And he, and he has a, he has, I guess a hack. He has two hacks. All right. What's his hack? So, and who is this guy? So this guy, Greg Flynn, he's just, yeah. A guy. Just I mean, guy. he's a guy who makes two billion dollars a year, but he's just a guy. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and uh, what he does is brilliant because there's all these people who are going to open um Dunkin' Donuts's and McDonald's, and they're paying. I don't know McDonald's. They're paying like two point three million dollars to open their McDonald's. Yeah. And it turns out that even with all the help from McDonald's, they can't run a business, and they're just it's just failing. Yeah. And so what he does. Is he buys failing franchises uh, there it for is. pennies on the dollar, yep. which makes it almost impossible to not make it a profitable investment. Mm-hmm. There's really low risk, right? Right. And so he, uh, for a very long time, was buying Applebee's. That's He kind of started with Applebee's. He was buying them for about $500,000. Wow. So they... The owner came, you know, set up the rent, the shop, the employees, pay the the franchise fee, you know, got all the cooking equipment and the benches and blah, 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 ran the business to the ground. And then Greg Flynn's like, hey, man, I'll buy your failing business. I'll bail That's you a, out. That is a great Greg Flynn impression. <laughs> I, I mean, that is just spot on from what I yes. don't know. Yeah. So that that's like his kind of acquisition approach. And um, interestingly, a lot of the franchises are in these businesses that kind of like toil in like very small numbers, mm-hmm. like a cup of coffee, a yeah. Big Mac, a donut, right? A don't you right. know, like all these whatever things. Cents. And so his whole thing is trying to find ten dollars in savings a day per location, and so that's 
kind of just how he runs his business. And then obviously wow. when you have 1,200 some odd locations, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But, huh. So to be successful in a franchise, it seems that you need to buy it at fire sale prices mm-hmm. and you have to be so attuned to single dollar numbers like ten five dollars ten dollars right in order to really drive success so you have to be dollar wise penny foolish Mm, maybe but that sounds good (laughs) i don't i don't know (laughs) (laughs) a hard maybe (laughs) yeah i I used to have a i used to have a boss that used to um reuse trash bags Mm. So he would like take the trash bags dump out the trash in the trash can and then re-put the same trash bag in the and I, I used to call him Pennywise Dollar Foolish because I'm like, you know, hey, there's a lot of other things you could be saving a lot more money on. A trash bag is not one of those things. <laughs> you know, the first thing I thought was like, you know, like, oh, he like reused trash bags. I'm like, oh, okay, so he dumps it out and then he insides out the bag. No. Which, which actually doesn't grosser. make any sense. And yeah. then imagine you're the employee. <laughs> <laughs> you <have> to, <laughs> yeah, that's way grosser. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not that. But I was just like, yeah, I mean, we could also like, you know, not spend all this money on. I don't know, something, something. Air conditioning. air conditioning. No air conditioning yeah, for no. employees. Dude, that's, I had another boss who did not pay for air conditioning mm. at a pool store. We used to keep it at like 78 degrees in the pool store. <laughs> so, like, so by the time you leave, you can't wait to get into your pool. Right. Maybe that was, maybe it was, maybe it was a marketing tactic. <laughs> Definitely wasn't, but yeah. All right. So what, do, uh, so what's the, what do we, what do we learn? Are we starting franchises or I'm is not. Andre starting a franchise? I, I would say I don't think so. Okay. Um, and it, I would say you have to go in eyes wide open. And for what it's worth, Greg The opposite Flynn, of the Tom Cruise movie. Right. Okay. Yes. It took, okay. it took me a second. This yeah. guy, Greg Flynn, his dad ran two Burger Kings, so he kind of like saw how it, you know. and Family business, yep. When I was kind of like chewing Laura's ear off over this research, it feels punitive these franchise fees you have to pay, yeah. not only like these one-offs, like paying forty to ninety thousand to Dunkin' Donuts, sure. and then six percent of revenues. What if you did this crazy thing where um, you went and worked in a Dunkin' Donuts for three months as an employee who's paid almost nothing? Granted, you won't get your main salary. You'll probably lose less in income than the forty to ninety thousand dollars. You'll yep. learn how the business runs. And then you open up Duncan Andrews and you take all the profit. <laughs> Duncan, uh, I feel like it should be Andrews Donuts. Because <laughs> the Duncan Andrews doesn't tell me what the hell we're doing here. Why are we dunking Andrew? I don't know why this is a thing. That's, that's part of the surprise of entering the business. <laughs> it's a dunk tank and Andrew's there all the time. And you can dunk Andrew for the low, low price of 99 cents. Welcome to Duncan Andrews. <laughs> well, so, all right. So let's say when. It, Clearly, franchises exist. People buy these things. You know, obviously, people like Greg are making money. When does it make sense to actually do something like this? If you think that there is a big opportunity, you know, I don't know, a lack of a gym in the area, and you think that you could use existing branding, like if it's a New York sports club, and I don't know if those specifically are franchise, people may attach themselves to the name, like McDonald's, obviously, does well. Um, Buying a failing one, I think, could be a pretty strong strategy. I don't um, know, man. You know what? You know what? You know what really like makes me your example of the anytime gym. Mm. Anyone can start an anytime gym, right? 
Yeah. Go start going into the gym. Maybe talk to one of the franchisees, like somebody who owns one. You can figure out that model pretty quickly. I'm sure you can do enough research on the internet to be like, okay, I'm going to open my other one called 24 hour gym or yeah. like all the time gym. And it's like, buy um, six treadmills, face them towards the window. Yeah. Get a TV that's behind everyone's head because no one's right. watching it anyways. And then you're good. And your margins are going to be way higher. Plus, not, I mean, I think that's a bad example because, like, I don't think anytime Jim has a, has name recognition, right? Mm. Whereas as McDonald's does, you know, you're going to open up like, uh, what's it, McDowell's, right? From um, coming to America. It's like, you're going to open up a store that's like clearly not McDonald's, but they're copying McDonald's. <laughs> I don't trust it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what else? I mean, I guess having like a ton of freaking capital and a, like just yeah. like. Yeah. If you have money burning income. a hole in your pocket, yeah, right. daddy gave you a lot of money. Like it could be a good option. Yeah. Or um, go buy a fucking helicopter and not run a McDonald's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you, you know can rent I mean? the like, helicopter. But, yeah. Rent it out. Airbnb but, for helicopters. There's got to be a thing. That's right. right. A but Toro look, for helicopters. Don't t- don't take my word for it. You know, okay. um, I have not run a franchise. Take so I don't my know. word for it. <laughs> don't do it. I don't Sorry. know the joys yeah. of managing a staff of McDonald's employees, but if you are interested, a killer, killer, killer resource with all the numbers, rankings, all this stuff, entrepreneur.com slash franchises. Okay. Um, That's cool. Great resource, perhaps, if anything, to turn you off to the idea. Wow. It's pretty, it's like uh, not sugarcoated. It's pretty much as is. All right. But what do we do instead? I feel like we have to come away with some sort of positive, you know. I strongly believe, and, and I think that you do as well, that starting and running a business is probably the clearest path to wealth other than dutifully working for the 30 plus years of your career and saving like yeah. a beast. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, it's harder. At a high paying job. Yeah, there, there's more risk. Um, I think it helps working in a business that you know you perhaps would like to open like you worked in a pool business then create a pool website you're almost like educated on their dime oh, yeah that's true you know uh makes a ton of sense uh i would be wary just just wary of these like uh quick and easy solutions yeah you have, or you have fast path to wealth yeah you have to yeah. ask yourself like who's really making out and often it's not you right it's like my high school days Who's really making out? Not you. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, showmanship, I think that's it, right? We've covered everything. Yeah. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. So if you missed anything, we'll have everything in the show notes. Don't you worry. And especially a link to entrepreneur.com slash franchises if you're interested in even just learning about it. Yeah. Uh, You can either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. Tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about, email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, all of the tools and resources we normally mention on this show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. That's it. Later, Andrew. Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show.